0: Welcome to the show. This is Dylan James right here on Out of Bounds with Dylan James. As always, I have Tyler Sorensen by my side as producer extraordinaire slash co-host. Tyler, it's been... everything. It's been... uh, Slash everything. You're everything around here. It's been a few weeks since we've been on, and um, a lot of things have happened in the world of the NFL, but before we get into it, before we talk about the draft, before we talk about the international slate of games, the whole schedule, talking about some more gambling scandals that have been happening in the NFL. Yeah. How have you been?
1: Good. I just came back from uh, Door County up in northern Wisconsin about an hour and a half ago, so about like 530-ish. We only stayed for a few days. My whole nana nana, and my papa are staying there a whole week. Um, other than that, it's been fun. have only two weeks left of college, so oh, there you graduating go. soon, just... A lot of fun
0: chugging along chugging along
1: chugging along that's, that that's all I can do
0: <laughs> yep get that degree um that's awesome yeah same same I, I've been you know just working 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 and um excited to talk about NFL I mean it, it's been a few weeks since we had our draft special thanks to those of you who did watch during the draft special and also if you were not involved in the draft special you didn't watch the coverage we had we still have a giveaway going on that will be going on for a little while. We're still wanting to hit a certain mark on YouTube. So the giveaway is, if you follow JDF Media on YouTube, and you follow us, OOB Podcast on Instagram, you are entered to win a jersey of your choice, NFL jersey of your choice from Fanatics. Um, And the winner will be announced once we reach 500 YouTube subscribers on our channel. So go over there. Follow us and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. We'd love to get you guys involved in that. And uh, we greatly appreciate the support on both of those channels. And we'll, we'll be doing more content, more shows like this um, up until once the uh, once the league actually starts, the season starts for us. We will be doing some sporadic shows throughout. We're not going to be doing weekly shows up until probably a few weeks before the actual, uh, before the preseason starts which we'll have some preseason games to break down as well but tonight we have several topics to discuss things that we've missed over the past few weeks one of the biggest things that happened when we were gone Tyler is there was another gambling scandal and we all know we all know too well what happened the first time there was a gambling scandal Calvin Ridley missed the entire 22-23 season because of him gambling on a game that he was not a part of, but he was gambling on the team he was on at the time. And now we have several other players who have been affected by gambling and not necessarily on the NFL.
1: Oh, <laughs> of course they were just using NFL facilities. So of course, and the players being wide receiver, Quintus C. C.J. Moore from the Lions, safety, C.J. Moore commanders, defensive end, Shaka Tooney. Never heard of him in my life. Nope. Um, they all got the axe for the entire season. C- Cephas and Moore got released by the Lions immediately. They didn't want to get touch it. And then Lions wide receiver Stanley Berryhill. Don't know who that is. And Jamison Williams, rookie wide receiver last year, received six games for using their own facilities to gamble, which if you're going to do that, just why,
0: why, why do you have to do it at your own facilities?
1: Like that's why they got six games because it's using NFL facilities and not just gambling in general.
0: Yeah, but again, it was on something other than the NFL. They were not gambling on the sport of football. They were just gambling on other things inside the facility, which there are bylaws about that in their contracts and in the NFL. I get it. I completely understand where the league is coming from on this thing. But at the same time, they weren't even gambling on the NFL. They weren't even gambling on the game of football. That's the biggest sticking point to me. I I, I get it. They don't want to be um they don't want to be housing these gambling degenerates i guess you could say on the clock but at the end of the day they're not gambling on their own sports so why does the nfl does? what is, why do the nfl care why do they care when these players are doing this in their facility I want, I want to get your thoughts on this because uh to me i think it's a little bit preposterous that they are are going after these players for just placing a bet on their cell phone at the team facility
1: well, no, they weren't doing it on their cell phone. They were actually doing it on a personal computer at the Detroit Lions facility. Well, that too. So I mean, a it, computer way, at the Lions either way,
0: facility. Either way. Well,
1: I think the whole thing is it's like the it's like the whole business thing. Like you work at it, you you know, you know, you do you work in a suit in business?
0: Uh, that's not sort of necessarily. Stuff. I mean, I wore this to work today, so I mean, I, I don't mean, don't like really... so,
1: like so, if you got in trouble looking at, I don't know, like you were looking at websites for gambling instead of doing your job, I feel like there would be a there would be a reputation especially working from a, te- uh,
0: for, at a at a tech company who definitely looks at everything we do then yeah i would probably get in trouble for looking at something like that
1: yeah that's why i feel like it's like oh you're there for, at the detroit Lions facility you should be there doing getting work in doing uh lifting doing stuff like that i feel like that's sort of the reason why whereas of course with the other three it's they're betting on nfl games so that's why but i feel like it's more so just like hey you're you're there at the detroit Lions facility be there for actual like doing your quote-unquote job playing the game like do it for that reason instead of gambling and throwing some bets on some places
0: yeah walt from down the block sports is joining us on facebook chat saying he's still recovering from nashville walt decided to uh take a trip through the the uh tennessee capital nashville tennessee smashville as you will uh, we got to hang out a little bit on downtown broadway and um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I'm sure he had a lot more fun than I did because I was driving that night. However, um, but yes, he he we did have a blast here. Well, hopefully you get to come through sometime soon. I mean, hey, you could possibly be working for Sirius XM in Nashville. I mean, you know, I, I'm just saying. If if Don Dominic is watching tonight, Dominic, get that get that man to Nashville. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, good good to see you here in nashville walt and also tell us what you think about the the patriots whole draft i know you were on the show for the first round of the draft when we had our draft special um, but i would love to get your thoughts on what you think the patriots how the patriots did on their draft class this season for the 23 season so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with mac jones because mac jones um they the first game they're playing this season tom brady's getting getting honored at that game at gillette stadium and people have been saying that it would be great if Tom Brady just walked out in a Patriots uniform and some pads and and went in instead of Mac Jones for the season. I, I still I don't necessarily say we should give up on Mac Jones. I think he just had a rough year last year because of injuries. Um, the team around him is just not up to snuff. Uh, it, also, you have Matt, Patricia, playing. <laughs> yeah, you have Matt yeah. Patricia out there playing the role of offensive coordinator, which we knew that was going to go well, not because he's a defensive coordinator by nature. But I I think that Mac Jones, give him another year, give give him a coordinator, see what he can do with it, with an actual coordinator um, out there, instead of having a guy in Matt Patricia that should not be sniffing the offensive side of the ball. Walt says, Bill focused too much on defense and interior offensive linemen needed a tackle and wide receiver who can play now. Don't hate the class though. Gonzalez is a stud.
1: Yes. Looks like he's gonna be a stud. And also too, coming out of Patriots uh facilities and saying that Bill O'Brien has already made some great strides with Mac Jones and they're all loving him. So it's like of course a check guy Belichick guy coming back to Bill Belichick after spending a year with Nick Saban, he's going to do good. And I feel like especially coaching under Nick Saban last year, with Mac Jones being from Alabama, I think that's going to be a very underrated team this upcoming year especially even though like they do have some holes that they need to plug. I feel like it's going to be a pretty good year for the Patriots, even though they're in a very tough AFC East.
0: Mutually beneficial, I would say for Bill Bella for Bill O'Brien Bill Belichick, too, having somebody come in with familiarity and also coming from the Alabama Nick Saban machine um, and having Mac Jones there. I mean, uh, familiarity is key, and and we know that to be true, especially with Bill, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. For the many years they were together, familiarity was number one, and that's the reason why they won so many championships is because the familiarity they had with each other and with the team. So I think that having Bill O'Brien back in the system, um, being able to mentor Mac Jones to become a better NFL quarterback after going down from the Houston Texans where he, he drove that team into the ground. And I think they're still feeling the effects from that tenure that Bill O'Brien had there in Houston, that now he's back being refreshed from the Alabama Nick Saban machine and he can come in there now and, and prove that he can still be a, a great offensive mind in the NFL. Just don't give him a, too much power. Don't, don't make it to where yeah. he's your GM as well, please. For the love of God, anybody who hires him in the future, don't give him those keys. Find somebody else to be yeah. a GM instead.
1: Yeah, please don't. He, he's going to show you your best player for a bag of chips.
0: Yeah. But that's, that's, that's not good. Um, so yeah, the gambling scandal again. Hopefully, they can iron this thing out because it's happened several times so far. Hopefully, they made a, a a you know made an example of these players to where other players will come in now and won't have to worry about this whole gambling stunt. Uh, I'm sure that Calvin Ridley really is upset that they didn't get as many or they didn't get as many games as he did when it came to his suspension. But he's going into a Jacksonville Jaguar situation where he's going to be wide receiver, at least least number two in that system, and benefit a lot from having Trevor Lawrence in his third year as an NFL quarterback where they played really well last year and they're favored to win the AFC South, which I I, I still don't get it. Tyler, I obviously, obviously, everyone watching (laughs) this show knows I'm a Titans fan, obviously. Yes. I don't get it. I I don't get it. Do people do people just forget the Titans' defense? Do people forget that we just got Sean Michael Bunting in the off season, a corner to add to the young corner class we have in in Nashville? Did do people forget that Harold Landry was injured the entire season last year, and he's coming back from that injury this year fully healthy? Do people forget Big Jeff? Do people forget? Danico Autry, they, they have so many weapons, especially on the defensive side of the ball. The people are saying, oh, this Titans team, they're going to barely, they're going to barely do well. I mean, they're not going to make, they're not going to win more than seven, eight games this year. I, I don't get it. You have Ryan Tannehill having pretty much the same kind of wide receiver room that he had last year, which is almost nothing. Although Traylon Burks is coming back, He'll be fully healthy this year coming into this season. He's already come out after a rookie minicamp. And and after his workouts, he actually had a press conference with the with – the National Press today talking about he's stayed in Nashville all offseason. He's been conditioning for this weather. He's been conditioning to where the asthma will not affect him this year. And he's gotten stronger. He's added on muscle. He, he's, he's been working with the new staff. when working with Tim Kelly to ensure that he knows what the team is looking for in his play this year to be successful. So, I, Traylon Burks is going to be great. I think he's going to be wide receiver number one. He's going to step into that role this year and be the wide receiver that we expected him to be. Now, outside of him, not really much going on in the wide receiver room. Nick Westbrook-Akine. You have uh, Colton Dow, who just came out of UTM, UT Martin, in the seventh round for the, for the Titans, which uh, why did it take them that long to figure out to get a wide receiver? I, the biggest thing is people were conf- upset about the Titans drafting a wide receiver so late, not drafting a wide receiver earlier in the draft. I think at the positions they drafted, they just felt as though they just didn't love a wide receiver in those positions. And Colton Dow fell to them and he, they said, you know what? We think this is the guy. We think that he can provide some sort of spark. His his relative athletic score was through the roof compared to what other wide receivers. So who knows? We'll see how it goes with that. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think the wide receivers are going to be okay not gonna be the best. Could we add a veteran wide receiver before the season? Fingers crossed that happens. I, I would, I would hope that the Titans are smart enough to find some sort of deal out there. Maybe they see Will Levis in, in the off season workouts and then in training camp and say, you know what? He could be the guy right now. Let's make it to where we trade Ryan Tannehill, which I don't, I hope that doesn't happen. I, I hope at the end of the day, Ryan Tannehill stays one more year transitions. Will Levis to the pro game and Will Levis starts on the right foot next year. But it's a long time between now and the beginning of the season. A lot of things can happen. Deals can happen. Hopefully we do see a wide receiver come to Tennessee to help out. But the offensive line, offensive line got addressed. Peter Skronsky is there on the offensive line. You have Brunskill, who came in from the 49ers. You have Andre Dillard, who came in from the Philadelphia Eagles at left tackle, potentially depending on if he can actually stick with the job or Peter Skronsky gets left tackle. They'll probably be interchangeable. So left tackle, left guard, whichever order you want to put them in. So, I mean, I think the line is better than it was last year. Derek Henry's going to have a lot of opportunities to run and potentially, you know, get 1500 yards again this year, if not more, which, you know, hopefully at some point, that would be great if Derek Henry could run for 2000 yards again. Wouldn't that be incredible? That'd be so great. But, I went on a soapbox for a little bit. Sorry, Tyler. Tangent-wise. Um, oh, it's all good. <laughs> the Titans. Titans. And what What do you assess about the Titans? We'll talk about the Packers a little bit, too, because obviously. Uh,
1: not scoring over 21 points more than half of the year last year. Even though, yes, you guys got rid of your offense corner and Joe Daly and all that stuff. I feel like that's that's still a little bit stingy, especially since you guys are very Tied much down. a run-heavy offense. But it's just, I think that's the one thing that worries a lot of them. But it is the AFC, it is the AFC South, and it's a very weak conference with just really, honestly, you guys and the Jaguars really looking good. I'm more excited for the Jaguars because I think they're going to be a lot more fun. I think they're going to have a lot more weapons that can just sort of just explode everywhere. They're, I feel like they're just a lot more fun team to watch. And I feel like the Colts and the Texans, nobody really cares about the Texans, and the Colts are just the Colts now. Yeah. Like I think they could do good. I think they could be bad. I think it's just gonna be growing pains. I feel like you, you guys in the Colts are very much the same with a very good defense and sort of just like somewhat of a mediocre offense last year. That just like they're trying to get address that with a new quarterback, a new offensive line, and it's just like will it hit? Will it not? Let's see. The one thing that's going good for the, though for the Colts is that they got the O.C. from a uh, Philadelphia. that in anthony richardson just looks like a better cam newton with more arm talent so i think that could be really good for them but it's just one of those things where it's like you guys just the offensive last year was so bad that i think it's scaring a lot of people away from sort of looking at them this year especially with how stacked the afc is again
0: yeah but i mean the afc south is not so
1: afc south is not so i feel like it's just gonna be a one win like a if you win the conference, that's the only team that's going to go to the playoffs out of the AFC South. I feel like that's how it's going to be.
0: I can tell you this, though. The Tennessee Titans have the fifth easiest strength of schedule this year in the league, first of all. which that That's, uh, that's, uh, that's saying something in the sense that I think the Titans can benefit from that. Also, their schedule is not as strenuous as it was last year. I think they only have one week this season where they're going to be on short rest. The rest of the season is even to where they, they can actually have a full week off. They can rest and they can kind of go from there. They have a week, a bye week in the middle of the season after their game in London, which we'll talk about the international slate of games in just a little bit. They're playing up against the Baltimore Ravens. And hopefully, fingers crossed, Ann Bailey and I are able to go to that game. I think we're we're planning on getting tickets for that game. It's just when those tickets actually go on sale is everyone's yeah. guess so we're I'm pretty uh, sure they
1: aren't they already on sale I thought they were they,
0: they're doing the ticket packages through on location but they're not necessarily doing okay. like single game tickets which that's what we're kind of going with um okay. because I think we can plan a trip better than NFL on location can because we want to go to several other places too but um speaking of these quarterbacks speaking of the draft let's talk about that first before we get into the schedule and and, and international games yeah. um let's talk about some grades for the draft because obviously, you know, the big quarterbacks are off the board. I also want to ask you too. We know Bryce young and CJ Stroud are going to be starting. Yeah. Week one. We know that after Actually, that, Bryce though, young
1: might not. And Andy Dalton might be starting week one and they might have the Chicago bears situation again.
0: I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen.
1: It's going to happen. It's going to happen because I know it's going to happen because the history repeats itself. And Andy Dalton is going to start over a much better quarterback and they're just going to lose every single game, and it's and they're going to just going to throw the I don't know. They're going to just do something dumb.
0: I don't think it's going to happen. I think C.J. is going to start week one, and then well, no, if Bryce Young, is no, no, the Bryce Panthers, Young too. Bryce Young two. Uh, if if the Panthers I, I decide not to start the number one overall draft pick week one then that that organization is i mean they're saying that they're saying that andy andy dalton's is their guy so uh right now it's kind of like the yes, right it's kind now. of like in tennessee when they first drafted will levis the night they drafted will levis they said ryan tanhill's our starter malik willis our number two and will levis our number three currently that's it that's our order And we'll see what happens in camp. We'll see what happens in the off season. But right now, Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, Will Levis. One, two, three. So obviously they're going to say that until in in the camp, there's going to be a lot of cheering for him, especially with Carolina. Carolina is going to be cheering for Bryce Young to get out there and start. And then they're going to say, oh, Bryce Young overperformed. He looks so much better than Andy Dalton in the, in our training camp and the offseason program. He looks so great we're going to trot him out there week one. That's exactly what's going to happen, even though they already know the answer. It's going to happen already. It's just that they want to show that, oh, wait a second, he's better than we thought he was. So we're going to trot him out there week one.
1: It's not like he just won the Heisman.
0: Oh, I, mean, I note that, but it's just still. Well, no, be, that's what I'm saying from the yeah.
1: Panthers. It's not like he yeah. just won the Heisman and, and helped carry a limping Alabama team.
0: Yeah. Limping is an understatement. Um, So let's talk about these grades here because we the very first one, Bryce Young to the Panthers. I'll start with you first. What was your grade for that draft pick for the Panthers? Uh, I
1: mean, obviously, uh, for me, without the trade that happened— I would say it's an A with the trade. I have to knock it down to a B plus because you got rid of wide, your wide receiver one and DJ Moore. They do have a lot. They did retool a bit with getting uh, Adam Thielen and uh, Hayden Hurst. I think they got from as their tight end now or something like that. I know they retooled a little bit on their for their weapons. And it's just like, I just don't, I like the, I like the move, especially with him being obviously one A and one B is sort of interchangeable with him and CJ Stroud. But, I think just a B plus is going to be good, especially with how I think you could levitate that, levitate that roster, but just with that trade that happened to get that first overall pick, I think you have to knock it down just a little bit. because They overpaid just a touch.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously you're going to overpay for the number one overall draft pick like that. That's yeah. just, that's the name of the game. I I think I'm going to give them a B plus just because I mean, all yes, draft capital and whatnot, because they gave up so much for him, but I don't know. Is he the generational talent that everyone thinks he's going to be?
1: I think that's going to be Anthony Richardson. I think that's going to be who it's
0: going to be. You in. think he's going to be the generational talent? Yeah. Of the class? Out of everybody? Yeah. Do you think the Colts think could he's... ruin him? If will he do this last Will he year? live up to his full potential being on the Indianapolis Colts?
1: If you ask me this last year with uh, Frank Reich as their head coach, no. This year with, I think it's, what's his name? Shane uh, Colts head coach. Yeah, Shane Steichen. I say yes, because look at what he has done with uh, Jalen Hurts. That's well, what yeah, I think. Well, yeah,
0: but he was in a different role. He was in a different yes. role. He wasn't, he wasn't the head coach of the team. He wasn't focusing on all these other different facets of the game. And we've seen... That when a coach, they're, they're majority of the time, more often than not, a coordinator that goes into a head coaching role typically gets a little bit yeah, head underwater um, situation to where it's just too much for them.
1: Yeah. I still, I don't know. I still feel like he can unlock what Anthony Richardson has, especially because he doesn't look. I feel like the project scale goes from like zero to 100. It goes from Jamarcus Rushwell to like. This guy's basically pro ready. He just needs to work on two things. And I feel like Richardson is much more than like he's basically pro ready. He just needs to work on like one to two more things, and he could be great. But I feel like a lot of people are thinking like, oh, he's like basically Demarcus Russell. He's like a project that he's got so such a high ceiling. But I feel like he's still in that good spot where it's like he could be. He's. I feel like he's obviously going to be the day one starter. They don't have anybody else expect except Gardner Minshew now because they got they released uh, Nick Foles.
0: Well, they also have um, the kid from Texas as well. Still right.
1: Danny, no, not Danny Elling, we do. Sam Ellinger. Ellinger, yeah. I think so. Ellinger still. I think so. I I mean, Colts
0: fans were saying that Sam Ellinger was going to be a great quarterback. They were like, oh, well, Sam Ellinger can get tossed out there and he'll be fine.
1: That was with Matt Ryan as their starting quarterback last year. I feel like Anthony Richardson is much better than Matt Ryan.
0: True. I mean, and also, I mean, what's your grade on on Anthony, Richardson, I'm I'm guessing you're going to give him a high grade for that pick.
1: I'm going to give him an a, okay. I think they didn't, they didn't need to move. They got their guy. They got one of the best. I think one of the best prospects in the draft. Um, It's one of those things where it's like, Hey, they just stayed put and they got their guy. Like, eh. like, yes, they sort of tanked a bit to get him, but I feel like with them getting Anthony Richardson and how, what that offense can do, especially with Stan, uh, with Sean Steichen and him sort of retooling the offense. I think that's going to be, Insane for the Colts, and I think that was probably the best move they could get. Obviously, it was obviously him or Will Levis, and I think they were saying like if Anthony Richardson went three, then they were going to get Will Levis at four. But since he fell one, they stayed put and got him. Then I I like the pick, especially staying put, staying put, and getting your guy instead of trying to trade up one with the Cardinals to get him.
0: So this is my take on it. I know we were talking on draft night. We were talking night one. I was talking about how it'd be so funny if Mayo Man went to the Colts, if he, you know, if if he just decided to wind up there, whatever. I've watched a lot of tape since the draft, since we decided to take the plunge and pick Will Levis in the second round at pick number thirty three. Mayo man. I was driving through Chattanooga when I was listening to the draft and I heard them make the pick on the radio. Buddy of mine called andy andy uh andy peeper called me and once he called me i knew what happened because he was at the draft he was in kansas city he saw it happen live i knew exactly what had happened before the radio even announced it um then i heard the trade trade up then i heard the announcement i've watched a lot of tape since then I've watched a lot of interviews with him. There, there were several interviews that ESPN had pointed out, talking about how Will Levis. I think we talked about it on the show as well. Will Levis was doing uh, the Manning quarterback camp, and he was one of the one of the coach, one of the um, what do they call them? Leaders, coaches, whatever they say. Leaders, yeah. Um, and in a question and answer session with with Peyton and Eli, he raised his hand asking about how do you get mark essentially saying, how do you get marketing deals? um, But still focus on football as well. And Peyton pretty much said, don't focus on marketing deals, focus on football, Uh, focus on football. Now all those commercials and everything will come come on. Um, So, I mean, things like that were popping out to me and ESPN obviously was leading with those stories to where I was hesitant at first. I was hesitant when he was sitting in the, in the, in the draft room waiting One of the main people that we had seen in the past that had that same kind of scenario happen to them was somebody that hits close to home for you. Aaron Rodgers had that same experience, sitting in the draft room, waiting, 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 expecting it to get picked and falling quite a bit um, until he did. So I've seen tape of Will Levis in 2021. I've seen it in 2022. He was hindered by turf toe. He was hindered by a... Uh, dislocated finger in his throwing hand. Uh, he, he had several bad elements. Kentucky team, yeah, a bad Kentucky team, a new offensive line, new wide receivers in his in his last year there with Kentucky. So there were a lot of factors, I'm, I, and I think that with that, that kind of fed into the numbers he gave us as a starting quarterback of the Kentucky Wildcats in his last year, and they were just not as good as he was in 2021. But he still played pretty well he still put up good numbers there might have thrown a little a few more extra picks than he had before but in 2021 you saw what he could do mobility wise you could saw what he could do with his legs with his arm Um, he led the team to 10 plus wins in that season which had not happened with a Kentucky quarterback in decades so Will Levis it might be a good thing the Titans got him and and he had the year he had last year just because he fell this far I think that 2022 tape did scare teams away um, without looking at the external factors that were playing out in that scenario. But at this point, I say all of that because with the Indianapolis Colts picking Anthony Richardson, coming out saying they would have picked Will Levis and Anthony Richardson had gone at three, I would love if this scenario played out to where Will Levis in his career has... 10 times the career of Anthony Richardson, just because Jim Irsay came out and said that just because Jim Irsay on the second day of the draft, before the draft even started on day two, he tweeted out and said, what do you think Colts fans? Should I go out there and draft Will Levis? So we have a good one, two punch. So I have the best of both worlds. I don't know what Jim Ursay's on. I think they need to drug test the guy still, because obviously he's on something, especially when he tweets. I I don't know what's happening there in Indianapolis. I think it's a lot of uh, crazy pills are being taken by Jim Irsay every single day. But Anthony Richardson at Florida, playing up against SEC teams week in and week out, didn't look the best. Accuracy was kind of off. He has an arm, yes. Can he rein it in? I mean, there's, there's several, like you said, there's several things he needs to tweak. I think on the right team, he can reach his ceiling. That is a superstar quarterback in the league. Have the frame of Cam Newton, have the elusiveness of Lamar Jackson, um, have the arm of Colin Kaepernick, Josh Allen, you know, these guys, because he has a really strong arm. But I don't know if they can get that achieved in Indianapolis. I'll still give this an A minus. I think it was still a good pick for them, especially they didn't have to trade up for Anthony Richardson. They got him at number four, so they didn't have to worry about it. Um, but we'll see how it pans out for the Colts.
1: I don't have anything to add. I think it's going to turn out good, but, again, it's one of those things where it's like I just – I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, of course, like – these guys just got drafted. What? Not even a month ago, and it's just like wh-
0: they haven't even seen the field yet.
1: Oh, no, some of them haven't. The some some of them yet. literally haven't even seen the field yet. They just they haven't had their mandatory minicamps yet, which only a, only like a handful of teams have. Which is like okay, it's going to be a lot different, but it's it's going to be exciting, and I think it's going to be very exciting to watch this rivalry between Anthony Richardson and Will Levis being like, hey, I could have gone in your spot, you could have gone in mine. Not fallen down to second round, but I think. I could have gone to Colts. You could have gone here, wherever.
0: So, yeah. Um, let's go through these other ones and we can kind of do a quick grade for these other draft picks that we put on the list. CJ Stroud with the Texans. What was your grade on that pick?
1: I think a, again, giving it like a nice little pick. I think they needed a quarterback. They got CJ Stroud who, I mean, it's just CJ Stroud. I think he looked, I think he'll look good. I think he's going to do pretty good with that team, especially with them getting tank bell. In the third or fifth, I believe one of those two. Like basically, them being like yeah. I want I want this guy. I want this one guy, and I think like they've already had like a lot of clips come out of Houston being like, "Hey, look at this new dynamic duo," and it looks it actually looks really good. I think that team is sort of retooling. I think they're still going to be the bottom bottom half of the league this next year, but I think it's I think it's great stepping stones, especially with having that new having uh Dabico Ryan as your new head coach, having all that. It's, I think it's a really good pickup for them especially getting Will Anderson the pick after. Yes, they traded a lot for it, but I think, I think, Will, I think those two is going to be like, Hey, look at what, look at we're we're being aggressive. We're not, we don't care anymore.
0: Yeah. I would say with CJ Stroud, I, I'd put given a as well. I think that that was a good pick for them. Obviously he, he was one of the best prospects coming out of the draft. Um, Tape wise, especially being at Ohio State. We know how Ohio State quarterbacks play in the NFL. I still think C.J. Stroud will be an exception to that because he was good in college. I think he has... Even though the S2 score is low, people put a lot of stock into that, scoring at 18 on the s2 score it kind of worries me a little bit i know people are, are saying don't put too much into it because s2 score doesn't matter too much well i mean right brock purdy last year had one of the highest s2 scores and look what happened with him um and and the ones with low s2 scores over the past how it's been like 10 years since this thing started five or 10 years since things started with s2 and they never it's like, had i think it's
1: been going for a while but this is like the it has been one like a recently that they've been like actually like giving it out to the public and stuff like that.
0: And they never, well, it wasn't even supposed to go out to the public in the first place. Like the, the score itself wasn't supposed to oh, it got yeah. leaked this year, but they've never had a quarterback that had a low S2 score that was below like 50% or something like that actually be a successful quarterback in the league. So uh, a lot of things, uh, the one worrisome comment I heard from CJ Stroud week of the draft it was when they were doing like the media availability before the draft occurred. He had said, I'm not a test taker. I'm a football player uh, that you still have to put in effort. You still, I mean, even if it's a, yeah. it's, it's a test, I understand, but it's a test for you to become one of the highest paid players in the league. I mean, you're going to be an NFL quarterback. You have to have preparation skills as well and preparing for something, taking a test to do so, is something you should probably put some more stock into. Don't just go in there and say, I'm a bad test taker. Like, how motivating is that? It's kind of as motivating as Trevor Lawrence coming out there saying, hey guys, let's show them how, how we play. Let's play with some swag. Like, that's stupid, stupid, stupid mindset. Um, I'll give it an A still. I still think he can be a good quarterback. Hopefully his preparation skills can increase. Even though on the things yeah. that he might not like, he needs to do to become a better quarterback in the league. That, that's all I got to say. Um, Jameer Gibbs with the Lions.
1: Um, if you had asked me day one when this happened, I would have given it like a C. But now with them losing DeAndre Swift, I think it's I think it's gone up a little bit with a B. I think they also because obviously we talked about the gambling scandal. I think that happened before the draft, for like the night before, and we didn't really talk about it. I think they were a little bit gun shy and wanted that sort of slot wide receiver running back type that can just play all every single skill position except tight end. And I think that he's going to be a great fit for that team, especially with how they want to, I feel like they want to play very fast and very aggressive. And especially with them getting um the Iowa linebacker as well in the draft. I think it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, y- you guys Campbell? are, is that right? Yeah. Jack Campbell. Yeah. You guys are making that, that notice where it's like, Hey, we want to play fast. We want to play aggressive. We want to, we want to do the Dan Campbell special where we're just ripping people's legs off. And it's like, mm-hmm. I think he fits, but I think it's getting him at pick 10 is a little bit insane, especially with how high he got. I think there's a little bit of people that like you could, I think he could have fallen a lot, but again, it's one of those things with like, Hey, you get, you got your guy. You didn't really want to move. And I think, I think also with that draft, with that position where they were at, I don't think a lot of people wanted to, wanted to, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes out like, Oh yeah, we were trying to move down, but we just couldn't. Like we wanted to try to move down to like 15, 16 ish, try to and try to get him. But I feel like a lot of people were probably staying put because of how weaker this draft class was. So them getting that getting him at 10 is like, hey, we we tried to move down, but we just couldn't. So we got our guy.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think it was interesting. I think it was a video of the Colts drafting Anthony Richardson compared to when the Detroit Lions drafted Jameer Gibbs and it was night and day. The, them yeah. drafting Jameer Gibbs in Detroit was, they were celebrating like they went, just won the Super Bowl. Like the the, the yeah. GM was going crazy. Dan Campbell was going crazy too. Um, the whole staff was going crazy trying to get this guy. And I, I think that the writing was on the wall for DeAndre Swift when that happened that you're going to get moved. Um, I'm going to give dog, there's a dog on my door. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I'm going to give this a B minus just because Jamison Williams. Ah, I, I hate the fact that they got rid of him in the off season or they didn't give him the contract he wanted. I think that he would have been great to stay there in Detroit. I think that he's better off in new Orleans, especially the way they treated him, get not giving him the contract he deserved. Um, but Jamison Williams did not have the best, the best shake in that scenario. Um, when it came to the Detroit lions and, not getting offered that contract that he should have gotten offered in the offseason. season. Um, but again, he went to the saints and I think he's going to be better for it. But um, B minus. I'll give him that. B minus. B minus. Yes, that's fair. I'll give, him
1: that. I'll give it a flat B. It's.
0: I just feel nice. because I'm still upset that they got rid of.
1: Jamal Williams.
0: Jamal. Not Jamison. Jamal Williams. Yes. Jamal. Jamison um,
1: Williams is the wide receiver.
0: That's right. get them all confused. Uh, Dalton Kincaid for the bills.
1: Still very weird in my opinion, especially when you still have um god, what's his name? My brain is farting right just, now. Just
0: just because you said that I forgot too. Uh, Dawson Knox.
1: Dawson Knox, thank you. You're welcome. For some reason I was trying to say Tyler Locks but I'm like that doesn't sound right. No. Yeah, Dawson Knox. I feel like I feel like Kincaid is just going to have a different sort of feel for him. Obviously, he was One of the totted, probably one of the best tight ends coming out of the draft. Obviously, a lot of people were saying Mike Mayer. I think it sort of flipped to Dalton Kincaid right at the last second. Um, Did you watch the video that came out of the Bills' uh, war room? No. Oh, yeah. they They posted a video of them drafting Kincaid.
0: Oh, That's right because they and, were they were talking about like trading and they were showing like who was picking who at what position. Yeah. I did see that, yes, I did see that, no and it,
1: it was very cool. And it's like, and it's like, they were like, oh yeah, we want Kincaid and we're going to try to trade back and try to get him. And it's like, so they wanted him, that's the guy that they wanted, And it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's sort of interesting because it's like, I wish I could be there and be like, okay, why do you guys want him? You guys have a good, decent tight end that you guys just paid for. Is it just because he's a new weapon? Is it just because this, that, or the other you guys do this, need some stuff on defense? So it's like, I wish I could be there and see it, but it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, oh, it's a pretty good player brings another sort of variable to that offense with Josh Allen, who's going to be as locked in as, like he said, he's going to be as locked in as he ever was this year. But I I still got to give it a B, B minus, because it's still just, it's you had a little bit more different holes in tight end. And I feel like, yes, tight end, your your tight end wasn't good this past season, but I feel like you could have addressed some other stuff on defense that could have, I think, worked out better for you rather than getting another tight end.
0: Well, especially losing Tredavious White as well on defense. That was a yeah. big blow for that team. Um, but I'll still give it a B plus, Just because having that two tight end set they can run now with Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox on each side, I think that that can be very hard to cover for an NFL defense. Yeah. Very hard to cover. And that's the biggest thing for them is that, I mean, firepower. And they're wanting to, you have to think about who they're trying to compete with. They're trying to compete with, Kansas City they're trying to make it to where if they come in come in contact with that team again or, or Miami even if they're running up the score they need to find they need to find an offensive scheme that can beat those two teams and yeah. having a two tight end set like that athletic tight ends who are known to catch the ball who run routes well um I mean Dawson Knox last year by himself wasn't as effective as he was two years ago because yeah. it, it just it, he had injuries too, um, and, and there were some other things going on. But I think having both of those guys out there, I think that can be a pretty deadly combination. Like you think of Rob Gronkowski and um, Antonio, I know uh, Gonzalez, uh, not Gonzalez, um, Hernandez, Hernandez. That's right. I mean, when when he was actually <laughs> in the league and not you know, killing people, um, yeah. Those two together, they were unstoppable. Together, I feel like
1: um, yeah, I feel like though too. It's a it's a whole different league though. It's
0: it is. I feel
1: like I feel like also Kincaid as well can also. I think we're now we're getting into a lot of that position where it's like it's almost like positionless, especially with the skills group. I said it before with uh Jameer Gibbs, it's sort of like he could play the wide receiver slot, outside running back, whatever you want to put him. And I feel like that's sort of the same thing with Kincaid, except maybe running back you don't really want to play him that, but he can play tight end, wide receiver, slot sort of any position and the skills that like you want to have a run, he could have, he can he can line up in the backfield and run a route. Like going to be one of those things where it's going to be difficult to stop, especially with how versatile Josh Allen is.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you also look at, you're talking about versatility of the tight end position too. Do you remember Jimmy Graham when he was out in Seattle? And I think it was either when he was in Seattle or when he went to new Orleans, they were trying to pay him a tight end contract, but he was trying to get paid a wide receiver contract instead because of how often yeah. he was wide he was he was lining up wide. I think um, that was
1: that was him going to going to Seattle. Because I know right. after he went to Seattle he came to us
0: and then he went to Chicago. That's right. That's right. So he I mean he was lining up out wide several times. There were there was a breakdown. One second my dog's freaking out because my fiance's home. So continue for just a second Tyler.
1: That's no, all good. But yeah no like I agree with that because he is very much a, one of these players that I feel like could just you can line up everywhere i don't have the i don't have the chat open up still needs to send me that but yeah i really like Kincaid. i think he's gonna do very good for the bills franchise and something that i think especially with again going back to josh allen i think he's going to love his new his new toys oh he's yeah going to love it
0: he's gonna love the new toys um i think that again Kincaid's going to do well I think Dawson Knox is going to enjoy having another weapon at tight end that can draw coverage away from him so he can create some plays on his own so it's gonna be really fascinating to see what happens in in uh, Buffalo to see how they maintain their strength in the AFC if they're able to do that with Dalton Kincaid. In their lineup. Um, so let us know what you guys think in the comments below. Give us some of your grades of these players we talked about. Jameer Gibbs, Dalton Kincaid, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, and Bryce Young. Also, um, you were talking about that that video that Buffalo put out showing them drafting Dalton Kincaid. You know it would be really interesting? If the NFL had a prize they could give away to where you could go into the draft room, go into the war room, sign an NDA take their phone away, like do, do something to make it to where they can't talk to anybody. They can't like post on social media and whatnot, but just to see the inner workings of it, that would be so freaking cool if they, or maybe put it on like hard knocks or something, like have some clips, like the the clip we saw with Buffalo. I mean, it wasn't that revealing. I mean, we we know what happened now, but I mean, it's just, it's fascinating to see those conversations take place.
1: Yeah, and especially too, I know I was watching um uh Tom Grassi and uh Brandon Perna and they were talking with uh I got Ken Ber- uh Kurt Benkirk about like how like the teams can like brand themselves better. And it's like I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, I would love to see all this stuff and like see like all these little behind the scenes and it's like of course being one of the older team being a fan of one of the older teams that are very stuck in their it's history you're not going to touch it it's we do this stuff this way this way this way for a reason and it's like why can't we just show like hey we can have some fun yeah like that's why i miss about darius because he would always come out like especially every single day he would just run to the admin and just make some jokes and stuff like that but it's like we don't see that anymore especially because he's gone now and it's all it's for the Packers, it's a lot of hush hush stuff like that and that's about it
0: Yeah. Speaking of the Packers, Dylan Smith is in the comments. Welcome to the show, Dylan. Haven't seen you in a while. Um, He says, let's talk about how Jordan Love is going to run the NFC North with the exception of the Lions.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm already, me and my buddies are talking about this and we're we're Love-pilled. We're Jordan Love-pilled right now. We looked at the schedule and we're like, I can honestly see us winning 11 games, 10, 11 games this year minimum maybe 8 making a fringe playoff wildcard round I think we'll probably get bounced in the first round but it's like we look at how weak our schedule is especially obviously we're looking at last year's stuff but it's like I think we could win a lot of those games I think we're going to go I think we're going to split our uh our division 3-3 three, three. I think we could probably I think we split it 3-3 three, three, or we go 4-2 I don't think we I don't think we get swept by one of those teams in our division I think and then we're also playing the NFC NFC South, I believe we're playing, and it's just gonna be oh. an easy 4-0.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Should be. Like I think I think we're also playing I think we're playing a few of the NFC East and then the AFC West, which the AFC West is gonna be difficult because we're gonna be amazing. Kansas City, Oakland's gonna be tough, I feel like. Denver's gonna be rejuvenated with Sean Payton. Chargers are the Chargers. Like that's gonna be tough, but it's like I look at it and like I don't see any like I think we're literally our first Team that faced that went into the playoffs last season is Week Eight against the Minnesota Vikings, and I could see us winning basically all those games before them too.
0: Yeah, Dylan says been a, been a bit been meaning to jump in here. I think they'll will either be a game over or a game under five hundred in Love's first season. I really think Rogers was holding the franchise back in so many ways.
1: I honestly like this past season. I could yeah this past season I feel like he was holding us back a lot. I feel like if we had. Um, if we had love in, I feel like we easily could have made the playoffs with him in, but yeah, looking at our schedule, we start at Chicago at Atlanta versus new Orleans. Easy I feel like easy three Oh right there versus Detroit. I feel like that's probably gonna be our first loss at Vegas at Denver versus Minnesota split probably those four games two and two versus versus the Rams versus Pittsburgh. I feel like we could probably win those. Uh probably going a tough stretch here because we got Chargers, Detroit, Kansas City, Giants, Tampa Bay. I think that's a tough stretch right there, right in the middle. And then we ended against Carolina, Minnesota, and Chicago. I think it's very easy. We could go we could go either just over. I think again, eight to twelve. I think that's our like our little range right there is gonna be like that, those four games can go either way, but I feel like that's our little range and try to make another playoffs too.
0: Dylan also says, people want to sue me when I say that, but man, he was mediocre last year and not much better the year before. He still won the MVP two years ago. He was still good two years ago.
1: I think he was still good two years ago, but I think you could definitely start to see the decline coming, especially with, I think, with the, the playoff game really took it ahead. I don't remember how he played two years ago, but I know last year he looked. Last year, I remember, because you were gone, and... Kevin was mm-hmm. in and I remember I had a I had like a little clip where it's like hey here's the stats of Aaron Rodgers here's the stats of Kirk Cousins they're both the same and yet we're saying that Kirk Cousins is playing at an astronomical level and we're saying Aaron Rodgers is playing at a below average level which yes for him it's below average but it's like they both have the same stats which I think is insane but it's like at the same time I think the team also wasn't that good I think we're sort of original by injury their defense wasn't that good it's just last year was just a whole mess of stuff and I feel like this year should be better
0: yeah, and Dylan also says people are losing their minds that the Packers don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback for the first time in two decades. Which, how many rings do you have to show for that? Um, but people forget Rodgers started the exact same way. True. Um, I'll take a young, hungry team over a veteran-ridden team any day of the week. I think most. Yeah, teams and it's are honestly like face. this.
1: This, even though it is young, they're like you talk with Feisty. Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones had a had a, flip where he's like, "We're hungry. We want to win." And it's like, that's what it is. And it's like, I think David Bakhtiari was on the bus with, uh, bus with the boys with Taylor, lawn, man, Taylor, Taylor, the one. And yep. he was talking about it. He's like, yeah, no, I could sort of like, he, I feel like he's the next one that's going to be out. I feel like he's sort of like, I don't want to be here anymore sort of thing. But it's like, I feel like a lot of them are like, yes, I want to be here. I want to play for this franchise. It's fun. And it's like, I feel like a lot, we're sort of getting rid of like the old people that are like, hey, we don't really want to be here. We sort of feel it in that sort of system. I think. I think, I, I, as much as I hate saying it, because the morning is Jersey, I think he's going to be the next one out, and same with Preston Smith. Those two are probably going to be the next ones out, especially with us getting uh, Lucas Van Ness in the draft this year.
0: I can see that. I can see that. Um, so you are talking about your team with your with your record and such for the Packers going into twenty three. I am going to talk about the Titans' schedule for a second too before we get to our next topic because I want to break down what I. This is my preliminary record. Okay, preliminary. I'm record. gonna
1: pull. I'm gonna pull up your schedule too. Yeah, pull up
0: I... my schedule and, and fact check me on this one because I, th- I think that I think this is it. Right now, right now, I think that with the team they currently have constructed and the coach they have in place with Mike Vrabel, I think they bounce back this year and this is what their record's going to be. New Orleans, week one, which Ann Bailey and I are looking at getting tickets for that game as well. went. Because that's going to be Derek Carr's first game in New Orleans. I think that we can take it over and we can still win that game. We usually play really well against Derek Carr in the first place with that defense the first week. Harold Landry coming back. I think you're going to be on fire. Yeah. So,
1: Really fast. Can I say, fast. say something? Yes. So the NFL, I don't know if this was a few years ago or not, but they're talking about trying to get not back-to-back away games for the first two weeks or something like that. They're trying to. Can I just to. say something? What? The Packers have two away games in the first week, first two weeks. Interesting. And I'm really, I'm like looking at them like that's just false. Like (laughs) we literally have it. We literally have it back two back-to-backs. We have we're at Chicago and then at Atlanta, which I guess at Chicago technically isn't really an away game. It's more like a home game because we own the Bears. But Mm -hmm. uh, which I gotta say this too, I hope I hope they do this because it's such a great marketing tactic. The new era begins with Fields versus Love, which I wish we got last year, but. This year, starting, starting a versus Chicago and then ending versus Chicago. I think well, that's, that's the a best. big thing. too. We'll find
0: out this year as well. If Aaron Rodgers owns Chicago or if the Packers own Chicago, that's what we'll find yeah. out this
1: year as well. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things too, where it's like, I'm excited because I think as much as I'm a Packer fan, I think I like, I love the Bears roster. I think they made the great moves. I think they're still bottom of the barrel, but I think they're, I think they made the right improvements to make that team. Yeah. Pretty good, especially Pretty good. with those the linebacker acquisitions plus getting an actual a true wide receiver one rather than uh, Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney.
0: Before we get to my schedule, Dylan said I'm heartbroken that we're not bringing back Big Dog. Honestly,
1: yep, Mercedes Lewis. Yes, unfortunately.
0: Um, also, Dylan, are you watching Milwaukee Admirals playoff hockey because they're in the in the? No, I've been trying to, finals. but conference I... final, Can Can semifinal. I, I can't find it. They're against the Texas. They're against the Texas team right now.
1: So. I can't find well. it because I am i don't have uh Bally Sports or I don't have Fox Sports. Well, it's, so AHL. TV. it's AHL TV. It's
0: AHL TV. Do you have to watch Oh, it's AHL TV? Yeah. Well, I mean, it might be different for you because you're local.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've been I mean, trying to find it. I can't TV, find though. it. I think it's AHL. I've been watching actual playoff hockey, though. Well, that's good. Surprisingly.
0: Uh, playoff hockey has been, been really good this year. Yeah. Very, very I saw good. the
1: league at Connor and Bedard, basically, now, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Yep, you do. So. Great. You're gonna try to go to a Blackhawks game. <laughs> I yeah I, I would if I were you. Um, so New Orleans win. Chargers at home week two loss. Cleveland away, win. Cincinnati at home. Titans fans are gonna hate me for this, loss. Indianapolis at any at Indy win. Baltimore away in London, loss. Bye week. Atlanta at home win. Pittsburgh away win. Uh Tampa Bay away win. Jacksonville away win. Carolina, Indianapolis at home, both losses. Miami away loss. Houston at home win. Seattle away at home loss on Christmas Eve. Um, New Year's Day, a New Year's Eve, Houston away, a win, and Jacksonville last game of the regular season, week seventeen or week yeah eighteen, um, Jacksonville a win,
1: on like prime be, time, yeah it'll be flex. Like what? Well, no nine and eight. That's
0: what you said. Basically ten and ten and seven.
1: Ten and seven. Yeah, ten I and mean seven. I could see you, I could see you winning against Carolina and making that. 11 game, but 11 I feel like six. that's going to be a tough one, especially with, I feel like at that point, I feel like Bryce Young is going to be trying to hit on all cylinders if he's not banged up, but yeah, true. True. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, I, I obviously I haven't looked too much into the Titans stuff. I've looked more into the NFC North trying to get Packers, Lions. Yep. All that stuff but it's like, I
0: and I mean, again, we'll, we'll see a lot more heading into the off-season off training, heading into training camp, heading into preseason. We'll see a lot more of these teams, and we'll give our predictions on the season like we did last year at the beginning of the year um, in August. We'll be talking about our predictions for the season, so be sure to tune in for that. But um, some other things before we get going. International games this year, they're playing in Germany and London, several London games, yep. and two games in Germany as well. Let's talk about these these games. Uh, Falcons and Jaguars. Jaguars have two games in London, and back to back. it kind of they're still talking about Jacksonville being a team that might be stationed in London one day. Might be the first team internationally for the National Football League um, stationed in London. And I mean, do you think this is a test run for the Jaguars to see? how they would do with the fans out there.
1: I think this is a test run for the NFL as a whole being like, Hey, can we put a team out there? Because especially with that travel, I don't know if you want them to p- be playing in, in uh, London the entire time. I don't want, I don't know if you wanted them to be living there or traveling there back and forth. I don't know what you're going to do. Cause especially, cause I think it's probably a test run for the NFL as a whole. And also, isn't this like, would this be the fastest time that a team has gotten moved? From, from existence from to yeah, moving? From... Like, it's like what? They got made in what, 97, 91?
0: It, it was mid-90s, I believe. I mean, it could be. I mean, that's still 20-something. 1995. 25. Okay, so 95. So that's... Just about 38 30 years? years
1: yeah, so... I mean... I, I don't like it. I really don't like it. I don't, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still on the side of don't do it because of the amount of travel that you'll have to do as a team.
0: Oh yeah. It's especially with the team that, that is the team that is in the same division as the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll be we having travel out there a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how it would, it would go logistically, especially I know Taylor Lewan talked about international games recently on busting with the boys and said it sucks. Said that yeah. flying back home, you know, after a football game like that, that's when inflammation sets in. That's when it gets worse for the players. It's it's worse for them to recover from a game internationally. Getting back, um, which I think it's a good thing they actually have the bye week. Um, especially the Titans have a bye week after their international game when they get back. But yeah, you know, I, I think there are negatives to having a team across the pond, as you will. But um, they're trying to increase awareness of the sport. I mean, they have, they sell out those games quickly in London. Yeah. Um, they, they do well, very well with international games. So, you know, even last year in Germany, they did well in Germany too, with the Patriots being out there. Yeah, so I feel
1: like it will be different though, with the, if a team's there permanently versus them going once or twice a year, I feel like it's going to be a lot different because it's like, Hey, guess what? Now we have to cheer for this team. Whereas before it's like, hey, you could just go and just watch football. You're not locked into a specific team. Whereas like, say you do get the Jaguars and say they stink again, like you don't want to go watch them anymore. Well, I again, like it's one and, of those things where it's like
0: maybe this is a test for the league to see how loyal these London fans are going to be with the Jacksonville Jaguars team if they play two weeks in a row.
1: Yeah, and not to mention too the amount of. Division realignment that they will have to do for this being an AFC South team trying to go out there. They'll have to be moved to either the AFC East or the NFC East or they stay in the South and they just are like, yeah, no, you're in you're in Europe now. I hate Which that. I think would be would that would be dumb. That yep. would be so dumb.
0: I think it would be, too. Um, Alex Hanley. Chiming in. He is gonna be going to the Saints game with us week one as well. Um, he said, What do you think about the big Pat McAfee news that came out today? Pat McAfee announced on his show, he actually announced on Twitter in a video, saying that the Pat McAfee show is now going to be on ESPN, ESPN plus, and the ESPN YouTube channel starting in the fall.
1: I love it, and I hope that I hope I hope he's true with this, because he said that. He's going to keep all creative decisions. Every Except thing like that. I he's, was actually,
0: he's going to take out the F word. That's the only thing yeah, he said he's, he's going to gonna take, take out the
1: F word. That's the only thing he's going to change, which I'm like, cool. I'm like, cool. I'm like, that's fine. I still think it's sort of dumb that you have to do that because we're modern society, but whatever. But well, you are in the last prime dance time.
0: Too. Michael Jordan dropped it in the last <laughs> well, dance. Here's the
1: thing, though. I feel like Michael Jordan and Pat McAfee are two very different beings. Oh, one yeah. being one of the greatest basketball players alive. I was actually debating on wearing my uh, A.J. Hawk jersey for it, too.
0: But <laughs> You should have. But it's one should've. of those things,
1: too, where it's like I'm I'm looking at it, especially going into a sports casting degree. It's it's one of those things where it's like, hey, I want I want to do that for me. I want to try to do that and, like, try to get my own show on ESPN. And it's like, hey, look, they're doing it. Why can I try to do it? But it's like one of those things, too, where it's like I hope that it's just not – again, I hope that they keep their creative control and it's not just ESPN breathing down their necks the entire time and then worrying about them getting off the air. And That's I hope the they, I thing. hope they, yeah, I hope they keep the Pat McAfee show as well on the YouTube channel. I think they keep they will. all the old episodes and well, I hope they also do like, obviously it's going to be on ESPN now, and obviously with ESPN they're probably going to have like clips of the show on that. I hope they do like their own thing on their YouTube, being like, hey, look, like here's like a ten minute video every single day, being like, hey, we're talking about sports really fast. What's our, what do we want to talk about? Or like highlights from the show, being something like that. I hope they're able to do that, not just not just delete that channel permanently because of what they've done with that channel.
0: I think what they're doing is is Alex, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, because I think that's what he was kind of hinting at in his release video. He was saying that they're going to continue doing the YouTube channel as it stands today. They're going to have their show on ESPN, ESPN Plus and the ESPN YouTube channel um, after get up and first take first take. it's going to be slotted okay. in and that third hour or that third time slot i guess you could say for the show it's like um, it's like
1: i think that's like about if i remember correctly i think that's noon because i'm trying to remember from is it this just right it in right now
0: that's in that spot i think it is i think that's With at Max? noon.
1: yeah because i'm trying to remember because it's like whenever i throw it on at work it's always first things first mm-hmm with Stephen Ann, I think that I think that ends at noon or 11. Okay, by time. I'm trying to remember what I can't. I once I mm. once I go back, once I look at it, I'll yeah, do it too, yeah.
0: But. So, um, so they'll still do, they said they were going to still be doing, yeah, it'll be noon Eastern. Um, Alex says so you can confirm that in the chat. Okay. Um, they're still going to be doing their show on the Pat McAfee show beforehand, like hanging out, talking about things that are happening in the world, and they're going to have that time frame on ESPN. That's going to be like the more proper show, I guess you could say, Um, which the only thing they're changing is not having the F word, apparently. So we'll see how long that lasts. We'll see how long the reigns are on Pat McAfee um, or off of Pat McAfee at this point.
1: I think the last time, because I know they had a deal before where they couldn't say it. And I think it lasted a whole of three episodes. So
0: I can see that happening. Yeah. But I mean, like you said, it, it does help. Streamers like us, um, when it comes to YouTube content and such, and building that following. And another way for us to build that following is for you to enter the giveaway for an NFL jersey of your choice from Fanatics. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, JDF Media. You can also follow us, OOB Podcast, on Instagram. And last but not least, you're entered. Just sit back, relax, watch the show, watch some of our previous episodes with our old branding that we had here on YouTube um, and also watch our Instagram with our social media posts there. So we'll definitely be bringing you the latest and greatest. Once the season gets underway, once we hit 500 YouTube subscribers on our JDF media YouTube channel, we will be giving away that Jersey. So go over there and subscribe to us, support the channel. And uh, if you do it while we're live, then you get a little, there's a little subscriber thing that pops up above me here. So, you, you have did to subscribe to see it but
1: yeah did you fix it i think so i know I before think. it was having issues
0: but. it was um i I, th- I think it should be okay now so we'll find out if someone goes to, we'll if someone know and does it then you know we might be able to find out tonight um but yeah so i i think that with with the way things are going with Pat Pat yeah, that that's great. I'm glad that a streamer like that was able to get a show. Um, hopefully we see more streamers outside of the world of sports, not necessarily people that were already in it, that he already had the personality on the field. He was a punter for the NFL. He was known yeah. to be bombastic the way he is, and he had the following because of the way he was in the NFL. So hopefully guys that build followings on YouTube channels and on other platforms such as this other video platforms like kick and twitch and youtube and uh facebook and twitch um you know all of those platforms hopefully they can build followings and and get the attention from the big wigs like espn like uh fox sports i'm sure fox sports might do something too now to where they're trying to find a streamer out there that could potentially fill those shoes like pat McAfee did on espn so they'll probably find some counterpunch to say, Hey, we're getting this guy because ESPN got Pat McAfee. So, um, good question. Yeah. Uh, he also, said I'm mainly curious how the commercial breaks will work. And if we will go back to the after hour shows, probably, uh, I mean, I, I would assume that like the after hours show would probably be before and maybe after, um, the main slot on ESPN. But yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of logistics. there being ironed out between now and the start of football in the fall. Yeah, so we'll see. He said
1: what, like fall it's going to be. In... He just said
0: fall coming this fall. So I'm assuming probably in August we'll probably see. Oh yeah. Probably see it. Start yeah, I, I,
1: don't, I know as well. I know you're talking about streamers. I know um, KOT4Q is on. Kenny Beecham has been on recently on like ESPN and NBA today and all that stuff. And obviously him being NBA, it's sort of interesting. because he got his start playing 2k. So it's like, that's one things where it's like, Hey, it works. And yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about these other games in London real quick. And also in Germany too. Jacksonville versus Buffalo is happening in London. We got the Ravens versus the Titans in London. We have the dolphins and the chiefs in Germany, which that should be a very good game. Um, and the Colts and Patriots in Germany as well. What, what game are you most excited about in that slot of five?
1: Um, Other than just the, absolute offense that's going to be happening versus Miami versus Kansas City. I would have to say Colts versus Patriots. That um, rivalry is starting back up again, I feel like, especially with the new era with Mac Jones and uh, Anthony Richardson, I think that's going to be a really good game. And especially, too, with the Patriots, I think they always will travel well, no matter what. I think when you think of football, you think Patriots, especially as recently with Tom Brady being Tom Brady and how many championships they won, but I think that's going to be especially seeing that seeing that rivalry in a new sense is going to be something that's going to be insane.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um I, I think I mean obviously I'm excited about the Ravens Titans game cuz I'll I'll be over there fingers crossed in London seeing the game. So that's going to be exciting to actually go to London for the first time. We're probably going to probably go to Paris as well while while we're over there we might go to Dublin too. Because of uh, the way flights work out, it's ch- typically cheaper to fly into Dublin than it is to fly into London. So um, we're, we're still working out the the schematics of all of that that whole trip. But um, Titans and Ravens are going to be a good game, I think. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Um, and that those two are always... It's a heated rivalry between those two, especially with their playoff experience the past few years with Lamar Jackson. So um, that's going to be fun. But I would probably have to say of those games... Dolphins Chiefs I think is going to be my my one to watch because again it's gonna be firepower we'll see if Tua can actually stay upright this year not get a concussion which will be great for the league and for him as well um but yeah I think Dolphins Chiefs would be a really good game hopefully everyone's healthy hopefully both teams are fully healthy when this happens because I think that would make it an even better product for television but also for the fans in Germany as well um yeah Last but not least, let's talk about the XFL. XFL had their championship, and they actually started this season in 2021, I believe it was. 2020, 2020. they
1: started, technically. They got three games in, and then it got canceled because of COVID. And But that was Vince McMahon. So the, technically, this whole thing is brand new, because this is Dwayne The Rock Johnson starting it. True. And it's been sort of a lot of different teams have come in, but it's been fun watching it myself. I sort of had to stop watching it recently, because... A lot of the games are on Saturdays, and I work Saturdays, but mm-hmm. it was it's been fun. It's been a fun watch, and especially with St. Louis Battle Hawks just being having thirty plus fans in the stadium each home game. It's it, you see, like the NFL being like, oh, we should probably tap into that market a little bit, especially with them losing the Rams fairly recently too. They're like, hey, that's that's wide open right now. Might as well go there, and they went there and
0: they exploded. Yeah, absolutely. And then championship, the DC Defenders. Came in and won. No. Oh. Lost. They lost. They lost. Why did you put it this way? I haven't I have it highlighted in the Arlington bolded. Renegades won and four and six. Luis Perez was the MVP. And why Tyler, I I will give you this honor. Why was he the MVP?
1: Um, I did not watch the game to be honest. I was he working. was the MVP was because
0: he scored I believe he DC Defenders, correct? The kicker for the DC Defenders or they watched in Arlington or Arlington Renegades Arlington
1: Luis Perez do you not know who Luis Perez is he's a kicker i'm going to ask you this he's no he's not nope
0: who was the kicker then some some kicker okay that
1: was the us that was okay you're getting your, okay
0: this is I'm the point mixed where up. I'm going
1: to I'm going to talk I, about this, this is, really this bad. is
0: why i'm showing you i i did not watch the XFL you're the XFL, expert. You did not watch the XFL. You're, and you that, don't even you're not even giving me, me all the, the information that's the USFL correct.
1: kicker for the Philadelphia Stars or the New Jersey Generals one of the two He's the USFL kicker that scored eight, that kicked eight field goals and won the game. That's been going on now. That they started their season two weeks ago when the XFL was still going. So now Luis Got Perez it. won, Got which it. Luis Perez was the quarterback who played bowling Got in it. high school and learned it through learned, learned to throw a football through YouTube.
0: Alex, stop laughing in the chat, okay? <laughs> it's stop laughing football. in the chat. Who cares? I'm, it's spring football. I, I I wasn't watching. I was focusing more on. On you know, I saw highlights from you know wide receivers because obviously the Titans need a wide receiver. Alex, can you back me up here? They need a wide receiver, so I was looking at wide receivers potentially for the Titans to poach from the XFL, which there are some some wide receivers they could probably give a call to. Um, I did not watch Josh Gordon look good. We already had Josh Gordon, and obviously he didn't pan out well with the Titans. We didn't have Josh before. Gordon? We did on the practice squad last year. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. He I, never I just got to activated. Williams. He might have gotten activated one game when we were I know there's real down and out on wide receivers but other than that he was on the practice squad the rest of the time. I, he was only practice, I know there's he was only on the team for like a few weeks. A week. Okay.
1: I know there's another wide receiver out of Seattle that looked pretty good. He's like 5'11 and just a speedster. Um I know that there is one tight end from Orlando got signed this year to the Panthers, AJ Johnson who started as a linebacker he got signed. This week, I think today or yesterday, one yeah, of the several two. players
0: have been getting signed from the NFL. Originally, got signed mm-hmm.
1: to the Broncos again. Did so you that see that? Lives on
0: that Brent Ben Danucci threw an interception at practice, and the and the uh, the owner was there at practice, and Sean oh. Payton told him, said he actually owns a few Walmarts, So if this quarterback gig doesn't work out for you, you can go be a greeter at Walmart. Jesus, yeah, I love
1: that. I love it. I love Sean Payton. That's, I mean, hey, that's the attitude that you want, especially when you when you got a brand new. Right, new head coach last year didn't do anything. Didn't know how to run a play clock, and now you get Sean Payton. He's gonna want. He's gonna want things his way, on his way,
0: his way or the highway. Um, Alex said he was activated and released talking about Josh Gordon, and he said we also we do need wide receivers very badly. Yeah, we don't. Surprisingly, we actually don't this year. I'm surprised. Again, though, we have Colton Dow. Okay, he's gonna put UTM on the map. UT Martin on the map. Seventh round. That is. Colton Dowell. Look him up. I'm gonna look up his stats. He actually I mean again, and look up look up his stats against Tennessee last year. Against UT.
1: Uh three receptions for 51 yards and a touchdown last year.
0: Against UT? Oh, look that's up. Tennessee Tech. Yeah, no, not Tennessee Tech. That's actually my my, my alma mater, Tennessee Tech. Look uh, up against UT though. SEC competition. we oh, played
1: against Boise State? Oh, he had one rushing yard. Oh, oh, wait, no. Right? Yeah, Boise State. He played against Boise State and he went 5 of 53 with one touchdown. Tennessee State, 555, one touchdown. So wings about up. five yards. Murray, he went off. Murray and Murray State, he went 12, uh, 168, and zero touchdowns.
0: Okay. Also, Alex and is then Wings against... up because he is a Tennessee Tech alumni as well. We're both Golden Eagles. Wings up.
1: And then against Missouri State, he went ten for one fifty nine, one touchdown.
0: Are you not looking at the UT stats? Tennessee. Colton Dow against Tennessee,
1: Tennessee Volunteers. There yep. it is. I'm dumb. 7-1-12. <laughs> Seven of no one twelve. Seven touchdowns
0: for one twelve against Tennessee. I mean, even though the defense was not the best, uh, but still, Colton Dow. And his Raz score, I think he had a RAS of like 9.7 something.
1: I mean, being a 7th round pick, I think he's going to be good. Do
0: I think he's going to get a lot of playing time? Maybe. because He were... will. <laughs> he will because we don't have wide receivers. So we have Traylon Burks. We have Kyle Phillips. We have NWI. Colton Dow. And uh, Chris Conley. Not Chris Conley. My, You're the no, Tennessee I, I, i'm man. thinking chris conley yes chris conley i was thinking of mike conley for a second from the memphis grizzlies i was like no that's not right but it's yes chris conley was the wide receiver we got from the texans from last year so well oh, you uh, guys have racy mcmath we still. have racy mcmath too he's still there he just hasn't lived up potential but we'll see not as bad as des fitzpatrick des fitzpatrick was a who bust bust sorry des he was a fourth round pick. And he didn't even get signed to the the, the opening day roster the year he got drafted. He seriously? I didn't know that. He was a practice squad I remember, guy.
1: Who was the uh, guy that you guys got that had like green hair? Was that uh Nick Westbrookina?
0: Who had green hair?
1: Yeah, green hair.
0: I don't think Nick Westbrook-Akina had green hair. I don't think he did anyway. Um, Alex said we just signed somebody after their mini camp tryout as well. Yeah, I believe from – and, Alex, I'll see I'm still holding out hope for D-Hop, which – Oh, that's who it was.
1: I know we'll who see. it was now. Who? Doriel Green Beckham.
0: Oh, Doriel Green Beckham. Yeah, he was actually pretty good. He, he could have been a good wide receiver, but
1: Justin Hunter
0: – could have been a good wide receiver as well. Justin Hunter just uh, fizzled out very quickly once he got in the league. Um That was one of the wide receivers that... Uh, Kenny Britt was going to be a stud. And then he had his ACL injury. And his career went kaput after that.
1: That's not a lot of wide receivers. As soon as you get an injury... You're just oh, dying. that's right. The, the
0: The kid from Georgia we just signed as well. Uh, Karis Jackson... Uh, K E A K E A R I S Jackson. We got him as well. Hey. Um, we actually had signed him after the draft. Apparently, we had come to an agreement with him. He had posted on social media, oh, yeah. and then it, he wasn't announced on the mini camp roster. But then after mini camp, we announced that he, we had signed him to a contract. So, Karis Jackson is another wide receiver we got as well. So, we have some options. Do I, do I want a veteran, a better veteran wide receiver in the room as well? Yes. I want to sign somebody else, trade for somebody else, whatever we got to do. Get another wide receiver because we we, we just have so many young wide receivers that we we need some veteran presence there as well. But just somebody Would you quicker than Robert a... Woods, please, to the love of God. Uh, he's going to be with the Texans. That's the only bad thing for him too. And for C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud is going to expect his wide receivers to get open. And Robert Woods ain't getting open. He's going to be one year older after his year he had with the Titans last year where he just could not get separation to save his life. He just, oh, yeah. I still well.
1: really do not like this wide receiver. The more I look at this wide receiver group for the Packers, I hate it.
0: But That's a I lot think of it's still so right good. It's a lot of teams right now. Anyway, um... Thanks to everybody for watching this evening. Once again, if you haven't done so, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe to JDF Media on YouTube, follow us on on Instagram, OOB Podcast, and you're entered to win an NFL jersey of your choice. We'll be announcing the winner once we hit 500 YouTube subscribers. So go over there, subscribe to us. We appreciate the support there. But Tyler, do you have any last word before we end this evening? And also, before you get to that, uh, we will be coming back closer to the season we'll probably have some few special episodes pop up here and there some like pop-up shows on some of our channels so make sure to subscribe to us on on Facebook follow us on Facebook follow us on Twitter twitch Instagram everywhere we will post when we're going live but Tyler any last words for this evening sir um not really
1: no just nothing honestly
0: all right <laughs> that's good um everybody enjoy enjoy the next few weeks i know rookie minicamps are gonna be kicking up for the rest of the teams so enjoy those i know i enjoyed the titans minicamp and hearing some stories out of there and seeing some of the uh passes from will levison practice which looked, looked pretty good looked pretty good so we'll see how it goes um but thanks for watching again this week guys we will talk to you next time